Welcome to Outside Source Football. This is a show about what's going on inside the NFL. Your hosts, Evan Mick and Ty Ruddy, bring the latest predictions and updates from the league. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. This is Outside Source Football. My name is Evan Mick. This episode is going to sound a little bit different than all the last because I have moved out of the studio and back home. But the show must go on, so today I am going to be ranking all 32 NFL teams and their biggest strength and biggest weakness. I'm going to start all the way down with number 32. So my worst NFL team next year is the Arizona Cardinals. Not only do they have the worst team in the league, but they have the worst team report card in the league. They are struggling on so many levels. Harris Johnson was a great pick this year, and they navigated the draft board really well to get something value for next year. But other than that, they might have the worst secondary in the league. They only got worse with their lackluster D-line after losing J.J. Their O-line isn't great. Their receiving core may be top 10. They have running backs. I mean, they're not great. Maybe as good as, like, the Rams, but nobody else. Their biggest strength is pretty hard to find. Uh, but I say their biggest strength is that they have two high picks next year in what is looking like a great class, which could bring them a lot of value next year, even if they trade away those two picks. My biggest concern is that the best players on their team, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, might not even play this year or they could get traded. You never really know. At my 31, 31st best team in the NFL, second worst team in the NFL, I have the Atlanta Falcons. They went from Borderline playoffs to borderline first overall pick. They did a decent job in free agency, I think, because they aren't ready to make a run yet. And they did this all too early, though. I think they're going to get stuck in one of those mid-tier teams in a couple of years, and it's really going to get hard for them to get out. They do have some star power, though. Kyle Pitts, Calais Campbell, Grady Jarrett, A.J. Terrell, Jesse Bates. I think the Bijan pick was a little bit too early. I think that they definitely could have drafted better this year. And I think their QB by the end of the year will be Taylor Heineke because I do not trust Desmond Ritter at all. Their biggest strength is that their RB core is actually kind of crazy. They have the ability to rotate through Cordero Patterson, Tyler Algier, who was great at the end of the year last year, by the way, Bijan Robinson, who could be an NFL superstar. Their biggest weakness is their fall off in talent. Yeah, they have some star power, but... They didn't surround their superstars with solid players like they need to. They have the stars, but nobody around to help them. I think at some point in here, I do need to preface that these are not my season predictions because this doesn't account for matchups. My season predictions will be next week. With that being said, number 29 or number 30 best team in the NFL is the Washington Commanders. What can they do? I mean, I like Ron Rivera. Good guy, but not super successful at coaching lately. They no longer have their QB carousel option. They lost both their QBs and now have Sam Howell, who played one good game, but so can a lot of players. So have a lot of players in the last couple of years, Mike White played one good game. Commanders fans better hope that the enemy can design plays so that Howell can hit open receivers. And their D-line could be really, really good if Young could stay healthy and get back to that rookie of the year form because they're decent without him and he's a star. Their biggest strength is their wide receiver core is really, really good. Samuel, McLaurin, Dotson, they're all really talented, and they have their own ways, which means that the enemy has a lot he's able to do with them. My biggest concern, though, for them is that Sam's Howell is a second-year rookie who is not a star coming out of college and has a lot of question marks. 
I don't think I have faith in them. My 29th best team in the NFL, I have the Houston Texans. They missed on the number one pick last year, and I don't think they'll get it this year. They'll be bad, but not quite that bad. They gave up a lot to trade up for Will Anderson. And as much as I like, don't hate the move, Will Anderson is a really, really, really talented player. It scares me a little bit because of how much they gave up and because I don't think that they'll be good this year. So it's a high pick next year that they're giving up. They have Jalen Petrie, who was great as a rookie last year. Derek Stingley Jr., who was overshadowed by Sauce, but he was really good last year. And they forced him into a lot of cover too. And because of that, he didn't look as good even as he was, but he was very overshadowed last year, very underrated. He was good last year. Their linebacker core is weak, as is their D-line, um, with the exception of we don't really know how well Anderson will turn out. And their offensive weapons are pretty weak. Their biggest strength is that they now have a young and serious coach with one of the best NFL talents that he can mold in Will Anderson. My biggest concern is that C.J. Shroud is downgrading in talent by a lot at every position except left tackle and running back. And the competition he's playing against is higher, which will take a long time to adjust to. At number 28, I have the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are not in a good spot this year. They didn't have great draft capital or the opportunity to use it well, but they worked good last year. Their defense is extremely well coached. Kevin Bayard, their safety, is amazing, and Justin Simmons is amazing. But other than that, they have a lot of below-average talent with above-average coaching. Their biggest strength is Derrick Henry. He can take a lot of the carries and still be successful through all four quarters. He is extremely, extremely dangerous. My biggest concern is their lack of receiving weapons. Even if Traylon Burke takes huge steps, outside of him, they lack another wide receiver or tight end who would be second on most team step charts. At number 27, I have the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are really going to struggle this year. Tyree Wilson was a great draft pick. He could be a stud this year, especially on the other side of Max Crosby. But Jimmy G is a huge downgrade from Derek Carr. Their coverage unit is not great. They were tied for last in turnovers, and their pass rush wasn't all that bad. It's their secondary that struggled way more, from their linebackers to their corners to their safeties. Every part of the coverage unit really, really struggled. Their biggest strength is Devontae Adams, by far. Possibly the best receiver in the league. Still ultra-talented. Don't forget what he can do. You do not want to man-cover him. He can find holes in the zones. He is a complete package wide receiver. My biggest concern is probably very different from most people's because my biggest concern is their coaching. McDaniels has been fired once already for a reason. He is not helpful to whatever quarterback has been playing under his system, no matter who it is. And so quarterbacks under him have struggled, which how much do you think that's going to help Jimmy G, who isn't great in a perfect San Francisco 49er system, who didn't really learn as much from Tom Brady as we wanted him to. Jimmy G has already struggled, and their coaching is just going to make that so much worse and so much more evident because McDaniels does not help his quarterbacks. At number 26, I have the Chicago Bears. Most improved, but still not good. Their receiving core is not great, but it is much improved with the addition of DJ Moore. Still below average, but not in the bottom of the barrel as it were last year. Their D-line is much bigger and stronger than it was last year, which is always helpful. Their linebacker core got Tremaine Edmonds, who is interesting because I don't think he'll be as good without playing next to Matt Milano. But... This is his chance to prove people like me wrong because now he is that guy in his space. 
Their secondary is okay. It's pretty underrated because of their lack of pass rushers. And they didn't really get better in the pass rushing area. So they'll look like they'll struggle. But their secondary is actually pretty good. Jaquan Brisker, Jalen Johnson. It's pretty, pretty decent. Their biggest strength is Justin Fields' run game. Most efficient runner in the game. He really helps out the rest of their run game because the option of him pulling the ball has to take a defender away. Otherwise, the teams are going to let up big runs every single play. And even on passing downs, his scrambling ability makes it so that teams can't just set up and pass rush him, which will make it a lot easier for his offensive line to block better for him. My biggest concern for them is that can Justin Fields throw underneath? He struggles throwing short passes because of his throwing motion, but that's part of their team scheme. Throwing underneath is extremely necessary in the style of play that they have. If it were me, I think I would change to a run-and-gun scheme, which is a lot more deep passes and short runs, option runs, that kind of stuff, and then throwing deep passes. So a lot more runs and then passing less often, but when you do pass, you pass deep so that Justin Fields isn't asked to hit those underneath routes every single time, so that the inconsistency that he has does not hurt your team as bad. Instead of this new, more common West Coast offense, where it's a lot of spread and a lot of short passes. At number 25, I have the New Orleans Saints. The question is, is what will Carr bring to the Saints? I think that the problem for Carr before he arrives is that last year Andy Dalton had a super underrated season. He was not the main reason they were losing games. So expectations for Carr will be really high. And they'll be beyond what is expected, what should be expected, because the person who performed last year really well, they blame it on him even though he performed really well because they think he didn't perform well. Their O-line is okay. Their running backs, Jamal Williams and Kamara. Uh, Kamara they don't use well. And Williams won't perform as well as he did in Detroit, and they know it. But they didn't overpay him, and it's a decent running back core. It's probably borderline top 10, probably 12. Their defense is okay overall, but they lack good tacklers and great athletes, except Tyron Matthew and Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, Their biggest strength is their receiving core. Rasheed Rice came alive last year. This is also because of Andy Dalton's accuracy, but Rasheed Rice did come alive last year. Chris Olave was a phenomenal rookie receiver, and as long as Michael Thomas plays, they'll have a chance at having the best receiving core in the league competing with Cincinnati for that level. My biggest concern is that the Saints did not create turnovers last year. The Saints have no real playmakers who are going to create fumbles or interceptions because they overall lack explosiveness. They were tied for last in turnovers created last season. The 24th best team in the NFL next year will be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs won't be making the playoffs this year. The Bucs have a decent D-line. I really like the Kalai Jacansi pick especially in front of those linebackers because they'll generate real pressure, especially on third downs. The Bucs' O-line is decent, but it struggled protecting Brady, and I think it'll struggle this year in protecting whoever their quarterback is. Rashad White is not great, but he's definitely not their main problem. Their linebackers are great blitzers, and their secondary is fine. No superstars, but no real holes here. If I'm being honest, I originally had the Bucs at like 29, They scare me a lot, but they do have such a talented roster. Now, I don't think that they'll be in a market for one of the big two QBs next year, but they could trade up and be able to get one. Their biggest strength is their receiving core with a healthy Godwin, Mike Evans, and their second-year tight end, all extremely dangerous. The Bucs have a talented roster with no quarterback. That's my biggest concern. They're missing a quarterback. 
They made the playoffs last year with Tom Brady, but they'll struggle this year because their quarterback competition is between Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield. And I think that out of the two, Baker Mayfield is better, which is definitely your first sign of problems. You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. At number 23 rank in the NFL, I have the Denver Broncos. The question is, is what will Sean Payton bring to the Broncos? The Broncos brought in a lot of new O-line parts, and I think it'll be much better than last year. Their receiving core is pretty decent, and Javante Williams, their star running back, will be back next year, so much improved. Their biggest strength is their defense as a whole. Best in the league last year, other than maybe the 49ers. And their offense was so horrible last year that it made the defense play more, which makes them look even worse, and they were still possibly the best in the league. Their secondary, their linebacker core, their D-line, although they did lose Bradley Chubb, who turned into Sean Payton, so we'll see how that turns out, is still amazing. Still phenomenal. One of the best in the league. Definitely their biggest strength. My biggest concern is that it wasn't their play calling that was bad. There were people open. Russell Wilson himself was bad. And if he doesn't get any better, they will struggle next year, no matter who their coach is, no matter who what their defense looks like. It doesn't matter. All this is on the quarterback because of how horrible he looked last year. How far did the Rams really fall? They're my number 22 team in the NFL this year. Matthew Stafford is healthy, and that will help them out a lot next year. But they struggled at O-line, especially at left tackle, and I don't really see it getting any better with their draft, with their free agency. Their running back room is horrible, probably the worst in the league. So can they maintain a lead when, we get the, when they get one? Because that's heavily reliant on the run game. Their biggest strengths are their superstars on offense and defense. Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup are back, both all pro threats when they return, both superstars that can win games on their own with very little help. My biggest concern is their coverage unit. They didn't cover well, although losing Bobby Wagner will help a little bit because he made their coverage look worse because he had to blitz a lot because he couldn't cover well. Losing Jalen Ramsey in their hand will not help. Aaron Donald will make them look a lot better than they actually are because he'll help create pressure on the quarterback, but they lack talent through every piece of their coverage unit from linebacker to defensive back. And I am just, I'm nervous that they're going to lose games because of deep passing because they can't stop the pass game. They can't stop the short pass game. They can't stop the long pass game. They just can't cover any of the good passing teams in any of the NFL. At number 21 in the NFL, I have the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are a serious team this year. They have a real head coach who I think was my favorite hire in the league last year. Their O-line was talented last year. It just didn't look like it because of their play style, which I'll explain more when I get to their biggest strength. Their D-line is decent. Big number 99, DeForest Buckner leads that unit for sure. Their linebacker core with uh, Leonard, is, who's also a superstar if he plays this year, is pretty good. Their secondary definitely lacks talent, but they picked a lot of players with good size, so they only really need to develop one, see if one turns out. Their biggest strength is that their new QB perfectly fits their new head coach with a beautiful RPO and option game, which should lead to one of the most efficient run games in the NFL. My simple explanation for last year is that Matt Ryan was not an outside or a scramble threat, so teams play the Colts super compacted on the inside with their D-line so that their O-line looked horrible 
because they were just they knew that the run was coming and they knew that Matt Ryan couldn't do anything to help out the run. But it was less on them than it looked because now they can't play as compacted against. The D-line can't play compacted against against them. So now they will look a lot better this year. My biggest concern is that they have an inconsistent rookie quarterback who claims they could be their day one starter and he'll lose them games by missing easy throws. Once he misses enough easy throws, people start to question him. That's my biggest concern. He's an athlete. He's a developmental guy. I have faith in him in the future, but not this year specifically. At number 20, I have the New England Patriots. This team is just always competitive. Mac Jones struggled a bit last year. He was late on a lot of anticipation throws, but he wasn't all that bad. He made some good throws. He won them some games, probably. They usually win almost every game they play against a rookie quarterback. The problem is they don't play a lot of those teams. Definitely hurts them. Their defensive tackles are pretty good. Matt Judon is definitely the star on their D-line as a whole. Their corner play is usually really good, and they were able to draft an amazing corner in Christian Gonzalez, although I don't think he'll play early on in the season because he definitely needs some development. But if somebody's going to develop him well, it's going to be Bill Delichek. Their offensive play calling was not that good last year, but they have somebody else calling the plays this year, so hopefully that's better for them. Their biggest strength is Bill Belichick. He always finds a way to win some games, always has a solid defense, a smart defense. Um, My biggest concern is they lack offensive passing weapons. They have a lot of wide receiver twos and threes, and they don't use their talented tight ends well in the passing game, and their RBs only can handle so much passing work. At number 19, I have the Carolina Panthers. I think the Panthers can win their division. The Panthers' defense has some pieces, J.C. Horn, Brian Burns, and they're pretty decent as a unit overall. Their O-line is decent. Aquanu was an amazing as a rookie, and the rest of the unit's pretty good. Their running backs are not perfect, but they get the job done. They get the job done for their play style. Their biggest strength is their run game. It was amazing last year, and because they drafted Young, it'll stay good because their run game was successful when they had a quarterback option who could run, and Young can run. The reason... It's seemingly better team after McCaffrey was because their starting quarterback was Baker Mayfield, and he was not a running quarterback. The quarterbacks after him were able to pull options. Sam Darnold able to pull the ball, run an option. Running lanes were way more open, and their running game was just so much better, even though they lost their superstar, Christian McCaffrey. And if McCaffrey would have played in that system, they would have been even better. It was not McCaffrey that was holding them back. My biggest concern is their receiving core. After losing DJ Moore, who is an incredibly talented receiver, they're extremely weak in the receiving core. And having a rookie throwing to these guys is just unfortunate for Young in his first year, especially with all the height haters, because if he puts up bad stats, people are going to start doubting him. They're still going to start hating him. But then you're going to look at the rest of his team and you'll be like, who wants to throw to these receivers? Who in the league is throwing to receivers? This bad, like there's not very many people who have this lack of receiving weapons. Maybe two or three teams worse. At number 18, I have the Green Bay Packers. They lost their guy. Who are they now? They have a phenomenal left tackle if Bakhtiari is healthy. Other than that, their O-line is decent if they're healthy. They had a lot of injuries last year. They have a young receiving court. They just drafted two guys this year, two guys last year. They drafted two tight ends this year. This is huge because they have a lot of improvement room for improvement, and they can develop along with their young quarterback, Jordan Love. 
but it does allow for a lot of question marks and a lot of holes. We don't really know how good these guys actually are going to be. Their running backs are extremely solid. A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, very good one-two punch there. Their biggest strength is that they're one superstar on each defensive level. Jair Alexander, DeAndre Campbell, and Kenny Clark are all phenomenal stars, and they have one on each level of the defense. My biggest concern, I think this one's pretty obvious, who is Jordan Love? I kind of have faith in him, but he didn't really play a lot last year, and we don't really know when he did play. He played pretty well, but anybody can do that, as has already been proven. At number 17, I have the Cleveland Browns. The Browns roster is probably the most underrated roster in the league. Now, don't forget, I still only have the Browns at 17. Miles Garrett is obviously still amazing. They just added Zadarius Smith, who will perform a lot better now that he's not the guy. In Minnesota, he was the guy. He was the number one. And now he doesn't get all the attention because Miles Garrett is opposite side of him. And I think that he will be able to beat one-on-ones a lot. And he's a huge upgrade over Clowney. Their receiving core is fine. They have Cooper, who's a decent wide receiver one. They needed a wide receiver two, and they got Elijah Moore. Their defense is okay other than D-end. They have a top 10 corner and a decent linebacker core and a decent safety. Their biggest strength is their run game. Top 5 O-line, top 5 running back, just extremely, extremely talented. My biggest concern is can Deshaun Watson play better? There was a year when he was a top 5 quarterback, and if he gets back to that, the Browns could be scary dangerous. But that's not what he looked like in his 6 games last year, and I don't think he'll ever get back to that top 5 quarterback form. But if he can get back to top 12, top 10, then the Browns will be pretty good. The Browns will be decent. Maybe a borderline playoff team, probably not quite a playoff team. Hello and welcome back to Outside Source Football on 1017 Radio Free Hillsdale. My name is Evan Mick. And I'm ranking all 32 NFL teams. So we just got through 32 through 17. Now we're going to go through 1 through 16. At number 16, I have the Minnesota Vikings, which puts them at 7 in the NFC, by the way. The Vikings were not complete frauds last year, but they weren't as good as their record suggested. Dalvin is good, but he's getting older. He's still good, though. Madison is good enough to make up for his age. Their tight ends are really good, Irv Smith and TJ Hawkinson. Their O-line is not great. But it's okay. Their left tackle, Christian Derrissaw, is really, really good, though. Superstar, super talented, great pass blocker. Their biggest strength is their receiving core, specifically Justin Jefferson. Now they have the addition also of Jordan Addison and K.J. Osborne, but Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in the league, and he is definitely the biggest strength. My biggest concern for the Minnesota Vikings is that their defense was not good last year, and they didn't really improve it this year. Weak in almost every position and getting weaker with the loss of Zadarius Smith. At number 15, I have the New York Giants. The Giants will outperform their talent again. Daniel Jones is okay. Saquon is their best player, for sure. Their D-line has some amazing talent. Dexter Lawrence, Kayvon Thibodeau are amazing players. Their secondary is the, what lacks in talent for them. But they drafted Deontay Banks, who could hopefully help that a lot with guarding wide receiver ones. Their biggest strength is coaching. Brian Dable has the best RPO system in the league. He transformed Josh Allen, and now he's transforming Daniel Jones and used Saquon to the best of his ability. Their biggest weakness is their lack of receiver talent. They drafted Jalen Hyatt, who I didn't like, but in the third round it was pretty great value. But they needed a star here, and they didn't get one. They have a lot of wide receiver twos and threes. 
better than like the Pats wide receivers, but other than that, they're one of the worst in the league. At number 14, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mike Tomlin does not have losing seasons. Kenny Pickett's good enough. He's not an elite quarterback, but he's good enough to get them some wins. Uh, their secondary has lost some pieces, but they got replacements in the draft with Joey Porter, who is solid and is a perfect fit because he's consistent. They obviously have a really good pass rush, and consistent players fit good pass rushes. Fitzpatrick is obviously still here. Amazing player. Arguably the best at his position in the league. Their receiving core is really, really, really good. George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, even their tight ends, Pat Fryermuth, and now Washington could be so good. They could be so good in 21 personnel with two tight ends, one running back, and two receivers. They would have an insane amount of talent out on that field. Their biggest strength is their front seven, especially in pass rushing. T.J. Watt is arguably the best defender in the league, and they surrounded him with other players who are solid, some even great. Their biggest concern is their run game. Their pass game isn't like the Chiefs, where it's good enough that they barely need a run game. And their guards are not that good. And that, and they got one great alignment in the draft, but I still worry that they can't run the ball when they need to. And their running backs aren't great, so it's not like any of the pieces of this except tackle are great. And you need a lot more pieces than tackle to have a great run game. At number 13, I have the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins defense has some nice pieces. It's decent. Jalen Phillips, Bradley Chubb. Some amazing pieces there. Their O-line definitely lacks, but they do have a lot of quick rhythm stuff, quick rhythm passing game, so it doesn't hurt them as bad as it would most teams. Their running backs are not that good, but they did draft a new one this year, and we'll see how he turns out, because with late-round running backs, you never know they could be a star, even though they were late-rounders. Their tight ends are also not great. Uh, they lost Gusecki, who's definitely their best guy, and they didn't really improve in the draft or free agency. Their biggest strength is their offensive play calling, fits perfectly with their receiving talent a lot of passing with quick receivers and great routes a lot of rhythm stuff and they have the quick guys who they are able to do that with my biggest concern is Tua can Tua play well can Tua even play either way that's the real question for the Dolphins although Skylar Thompson was not that bad last year and he might be able to win them some games but he was a very late round talent and comparing him to a first round talent to a Tua to other starting quarterbacks in the NFL. He's definitely not as talented, but he could definitely pass them by some games with the amount of talent that he has around him. At number 12, I have the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers have a lot more talent than their ranking. Their D-line is extremely, extremely good. Bosa across from Khalil Mack is a great combo. They're not great at run stopping, especially because of their scheme, which does not fit with their talent. JC Jackson's still good. Not as good as he was, but still above average. Asante Samuel is good in zone, but not great in man, though, in my opinion. He can get burnt a lot. Derwin James is obviously insanely talented. Another guy arguably the best at his position in the league. Their O-line is good in spots, but struggles as a unit, especially with all the injuries that they had last year. Their running back depth is a huge issue for them. Eckler is not a 20-plus touches back, and they don't have anybody to back him up. The other guys are horrible. Their receiving core is interesting. Allen fell off last year after, after his injury. He will be back, but we'll see how back he really, really is. Mike Williams can't stay healthy and doesn't fit Herbert's play scheme. And they picked Quinton Johnson, who had a quarterback who didn't throw super hard, and he didn't use his wingspan a lot, and he didn't use his hands on a lot of catches. He just used his body. He'll really struggle with Justin Herbert because Herbert throws so hard. I think he'll have a lot of drops his first year. So we'll see how that turns out for him in the long run. 
Their biggest strength is definitely Justin Herbert, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Don't let anybody convince you otherwise. Just watch any game that they played last year. My biggest concern for them is their coaching. It was really, really, really bad last year. Their offensive coordinator was also awful last year, although he's gone, so hopefully they have a better one this year. Head coaching, though, was really, really horrible as well. Time management, it was just all a mess last year. At number 11, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars. They were much improved last year, and I think that they'll be improved again this year. Their receiving core is good, especially if Ridley returns to form, although he has not played football in two years, so it might take him a couple games. Trayvon Walker is extremely disappointing for the number one overall pick, but he's not horrible. He'll definitely make the roster again next year and probably start for them. Their linebacker core was inconsistent last year. That could go either way, really on talent. I'm not a huge fan of their running game, especially their backfield, because ETN is a good receiving back and maybe good outside the tackles, but he's not good inside the tackles. Their biggest strength is definitely Trevor Lawrence, one of the best young quarterbacks, and it helps that he's still on his rookie contract because they can go out and they can sign a free agent. They can go out and they can sign this guy. And there's a stat that only Patrick Mahomes is breaking where a quarterback cannot take up more than 12.5% of the salary cap or a team will not win the Super Bowl. My biggest concern for them is if Trevor Lawrence does not play well against the shift as he did last year, then they'll make the playoffs, but they won't go very far. Last year against the Chargers, that complete fluke that he threw five picks was because he didn't play well against the shift, and it was all year that he didn't play well against the shift, and the Chargers noticed that, and they took advantage of it well, but somehow they didn't come up with a win. At number 10, I have the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle had an amazing draft. JSN, Devin Witherspoon, Uluwatomu, Mike Morris, amazing, amazing draft, constantly picking high talent at semi-positions of need. I wish they would have targeted positions of need a little bit more, but still insanely talented draft. Geno Smith was good last year. Don't let people tell you it was a fluke. He actually played well. Accuracy, I think he was especially improved in scrambling. Their secondary with the addition of Devin Witherspoon looks really, really good now. Tariq Wollin right across from him. If Devin Witherspoon is the guy that you have covering number two receivers, you are in really, really, really good shape. Their O-line has two second-year tackles who were amazing last year, and now they have improved at Garden Center through free agency and to the draft. Their linebacker core is okay. Bobby Wagner is a little slow. They re-signed him, and he's not great in pass coverage. But what you could do to hide that is you could play a lot more 3-4 and send him on almost every play into different gaps. So then he's playing almost like a defensive lineman, almost like a defensive end. And then you're able to hide his lack of coverage ability and yet still play with his great talents, his smart talents, and he lacks athletic talents now, but his tackling talents. They also have a really thin D-line, and this would solve partially their D-line problems because you'd be playing less D-line than 30% of plays when Wagner is playing, and you're playing in that 3-4. Their biggest strength is debatable, but I'd argue it's their offensive skill players. So wide receiver and running back. JSN, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Kenneth Walker, and even Zach Charbonnet. They're all stars, all phenomenal players. That is a scary, scary thing for a team to have to guard. Their biggest concern is that they cannot generate a pass rush. They didn't draft for the needs of D-end. And I thought they had Al Woods for another year, but it turns out that they actually lost him to the Jets. And he was not only a great run stopper, but he also created pass disruptions by bullying guards and centers and even creating double teams at times. I'm really worried about their D-line without him in general, but especially in pass rushing. At number nine, I have the Detroit Lions. 
I think the game between the Lions and the Seahawks this year will be one of the best games of the season. One of the most evenly matched teams for sure. But nobody wants to play Detroit this year. Their secondary is extremely improved. They have four players who can play safety and start on most teams in the league, including Kirby Joseph, who was amazing last year. Their receiving core is top 10 when Jamison Williams comes back. Their running backs are better than they were last year because David Montgomery is better than Jamal. But even if that's a wash, Jameer Gibbs is better at following his blockers than Swift, and he's a very similar athlete. Their linebacking core got a much-needed leader who can hopefully lead their other guys to be better. Their first-round pick this year, Jack Campbell, was an all-academic All-American. He's able to lead the rest of the guys because of his intelligence, hopefully. Their DNs were good last year, and they had three rookies, so now they need to take that step into being great. Take that next step in your sophomore season and be amazing, and the Lions will thrive. Their biggest strength is their O-line, one of the best units in football, especially in the run game, no matter who is running behind it. My biggest concern, can their defense hold up in the run-stopping because they failed this a lot last year, and it single-handedly lost them games like the Panthers games. My fear is that their D-tackles didn't get better enough in order to be able to stop the run. That's my biggest fear. Uh, They won't be able to stop the option run game especially because there's a pretty good chance that Chicago runs a lot of option this year. And their linebacking core obviously did get better, but how much better? Was it good enough? That's what scares me for the Lions. At number 8, I have the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens better hope Lamar stays healthy. Their defense is okay. Decent pass rush. Their linebacking core with Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith, though, one of the best in the league. Two extremely talented linebackers, both stopping the run and stopping the pass. Kyle Hamilton, their safety last year, was pretty good once he started playing where he belongs a little bit more and less in man-to-man coverage. Their O-line is okay. A little spotty at times in pass blocking, but they can get the job done with their scheme. Their biggest strength is definitely Lamar Jackson. He is the most dangerous player in the league and completely changes the gameplay of an opposing team. I'm not saying he's the most talented player, but I'm saying that you could take him on any offense and that offense would immediately be successful no matter the talent he has around him because of his dangerous running ability. So I guess my biggest concern is a combination of clock management and holding a lead because they lost a lot of games where the other team came back by 10 or even more points. At number 7, I have the Dallas Cowboys. I think the Cowboys could win or lose literally any game. I am extremely concerned about the corner on the opposite side of Trayvon Diggs because it didn't matter who it was for them, but they kept getting burnt. That side was a huge reason for their defensive struggles, and they didn't struggle a lot on defense, but the only times they did was because of whoever it was because it was a rotation, but no matter who it was, they couldn't fill that role. Their receiving weapons are okay. I think losing Dalton Schultz will hurt them, especially in red zone efficiency. Their running room with Pollard is pretty decent. Uh, they just drafted that rookie who's really small, but he's the reason he was an All-American last year. He was very talented. We'll see how he actually turns out in the league, though. Their offensive line was good last year, and if it's healthier this year, it could be a top-five unit. It's possible. I'm not saying it will be a top-five unit if it's healthy, but I'm saying it'll be close. It'll definitely be top-ten. Their biggest strength is their front seven. The Cowboys' defense last year was one of the best in the league. Micah Parsons, Teron Armstead, Leighton Van these guys make a defense. And around them, there are other solid players who are contributing. So it's not like these guys are the only guys, but even if they were, their defense would be good. My biggest concern is can Dak get his stuff together? He struggled last year at times, and if he throws enough picks, they could easily lose to any team in the league. That's what I mean about they could win or lose to any team in the league. They could beat any team in the league because they're extremely talented defense, but they could lose to any team in the league 
because of their turnovers. And number six is the Buffalo Bills. The Bills could be the most dangerous team in the league at any given time. They did bring back their safety duo, which is absolutely huge. Two extremely talented safeties, probably the best duo in the league. Von Miller should be back this year, which is absolutely huge. He was the reason that their pass rush was good in the beginning of the year, and why it had an absolute dramatic fall off after that. They did lose a couple of pieces on their D-line, but I think that they'll be fine there because they had so many guys in rotation. They did lose Tremaine Edmonds, and I don't think they drafted an amazing replacement for him, but... I think he was okay. He wasn't great. He wasn't as great as Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds is pretty hard to replace, but he's not bad. He was an okay player. I do think that they did do a great job keeping Matt Milano, though, because Matt Milano was their talent. He's their best player on their defense, possibly. Extremely talented, possibly the best linebacker in the entire league, and he is just, they brought him back, and that's extremely huge for them. I think their run game tremendously improved through the draft with the addition of two guards who I think Both their second rounder and their seventh rounder will be starters by the end of the year. Their cornerback room is hopefully healthier this year because they struggled with rookies and half of Trey White because Trey White didn't play a lot and when he did he didn't you know have that star power that he used to. They drafted a great tight end which worries and intrigues me because they don't use Dawson Knox well for how talented he is so I wonder if they'll be able to use him or how they plan on using him. Their biggest strength is Josh Allen. When Josh Allen is playing in the right mindset He is that guy. He is a higher ceiling than Patrick Mahomes, and that is not a hot take. Allen can run better. He has more arm strength, and on a play-to-play basis, he might not usually be as good as Mahomes, but with no run game in the 2020 playoffs, he was able to lead his team to a touchdown on every single drive against the Patriots, and he played like that for three games in his career, and nobody in the league has that ceiling. That was the best three-game stretch I've ever seen a quarterback play, better than Patrick Mahomes. My biggest concern is their offensive play calling. Their offense was great in the short passing game, and they moved away from that later in the season. And I think that for their long-term success, they're concerned with running with Josh Allen as much. But I think that losing Brian Dable was one of the biggest losses in the National Football League last year, and it's completely noticeable on how far Josh Allen did fall off, even though he was good this year. Like the red zone turnovers, it makes it pretty clear that Brian Dable is no longer there. At number five, I have the New York Jets. The Jets are a team that I would not want to see on my schedule. I think the Jets are a super polarizing team. A lot of people don't know exactly where to rank them. I have them probably higher than most people do. I think if there's a dark horse, quote-unquote, Super Bowl team, right now it's the Jets. Reigning offensive and defensive rookies of the year, a great head coach, an offensive coordinator who's already been successful with Aaron Rodgers, A running back who is coming off injury, but before he was, he was on pace for Offensive Rookie of the Year. They have one star on almost every level. Linebacker, defensive tackle, wide receiver, DB, running back, quarterback, offensive lineman. Their biggest strength is their new MVP caliber quarterback and his connection with their team, including his offensive coordinator. My biggest concern is depth. They are top-heavy at a lot of positions, especially after doing things like trading away Elijah Moore to the Browns. They are extremely, they have one star in every position, but that star gets hurt and they're left with very, very below average guys. And injuries will happen, so it depends on what injuries happen and how much will that affect them really. At number four, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals will be good, but how good? Their defense is extremely underrated, especially their front seven. They can pressure Mahomes by rushing only four, which not a lot of teams could last year. Their linebacker gore is great in run stopping, but they're good in pass coverage too, even man if necessary. 
Their offensive line still has a lot of holes, even after free agency and the draft, but based on Burrow's play style, it'll affect the run game more than the pass game, I would argue. And it's still much improved from where it was last year. Their biggest strength is their passing game. It's absolutely dangerous. Joe Burrow is one of the smartest quarterbacks in the league, and he's going to win them games. And with Chase, they probably have the best receiving core in the league. Absolutely phenomenal talents. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd. Those are three guys who could be wide receiver ones on multiple teams, and they're all on the same team. My biggest concern for them is their secondary. They lost both of their safeties last year, and their corners haven't really been stars anyways. At number three, I have the 49ers. The 49ers Super Bowl window is open right now. They brought back their offensive weapons, including Ayuk, McCaffrey, Kittle, and Debo. Their O-line is still extremely talented. I am a little bit worried that they didn't get better because they had a weaker draft. They didn't have a lot to work with. But they did bring in Javon Hardgrave in free agency, which is a huge move. He is extremely talented. Their biggest strength is their defense. Number one defense in the league last year, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner. They signed Hardgrave from the Eagles, which makes it even better, and they were already number one. My biggest concern is their quarterback situation. Purdy is hurt. We still don't really know about Lance, and he was hurt. He's coming off of an injury. And they signed Sam Darnold, who may be able to help them. But this is a lot of chaos, and this is not what you want in a quarterback room. And number two, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Previous Super Bowl winners, they drafted really well last year on defense. Not this year, 2021 their draft was really good. And they didn't really lose anybody on their defense except Frank Clark. Their D-line is extremely underrated. Second most in sacks last year. They did lose Orlando Brown on the offensive line, and they replaced him with Juwan Taylor, which is a downgrade, but it's not like Juwan Taylor is horrible. It's not like Juwan Taylor is this guy who shouldn't be playing. Their biggest strength is Patrick Mahomes, by far. He's the most talented quarterback in the league. He will win them games. My biggest concern is Jackson Mahomes. Sorry. My biggest concern is their receiving core. It was really not top-heavy last year, and it was really deep, unless you include Kelsey. And they lost a lot of those guys. They lost MVS. They lost Juju Smith-Schuster. And so now Patrick Mahomes doesn't have as many options. So if Rice doesn't meet expectations, I'm not going to say Mahomes will struggle because he still has other players, but the stats won't look as good as they did last year because he doesn't have that multitude of guys to throw to. Yes, last year he lost Tyree Kill, but Mahomes plays better when he has more good options than he does when he has two star options. And at number one in the NFL next year for the regular season, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles did not lose any star power. They have a franchise superstar quarterback. Their O-line is absolutely insane. Their wide receiver room has a top eight receiver and another great receiver. Their running back room is no longer so top heavy. They did lose D-line pieces, but then they drafted probably the best player at defensive tackle. So I think they'll be okay. They lost C.J. Gardner-Johnson. But they drafted a decent safety in his place. Different style player. Hopefully he adjusts well. We'll see what kind of player he turns into. Their biggest strength is that they're complete. They have no real holes. So I guess my biggest concern is, can their running back room stay healthy? Which is a really, really small concern. But Swift and Penny are often hurt. And the biggest problem is that neither of them do the other's job well. Swift is pretty much a pure receiving back. And Penny is pretty much an early down back. So if you lose one of them, then you no longer have that guy who can take the early down work. You can't tell Swift, go and take the early one down work. It's not going to work. You can't tell Penny, go out and be receiving back. It's not going to work. So if they lose one, they're going to lose a lot of their ability to call different plays. Thank you for listening to 
Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.